to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagner. Thank you. Thanks for coming tonight. We are, we are pleased to have on the show tonight a national award-winning flutist and dancer, writer, husband, licensed minister, and healing presence, who we look forward to speaking with shortly. Please welcome Dakota Windancer. Dakota Windancer. We're here also with uh, Jesse Warmka on uh, percussion. How did you guys meet? 
we met at the gym. <laughs> it was, it was uh, such a cool way of meeting, um, trying to make the latest disc called Archetypal Journey, Polishing the Diamond Within. Um, I was looking for percussionist, guitar player, piano player, anybody. To Really what I wanted was a cello player. That wasn't gonna happen, apparently. And, and all of a sudden, out of the blue at the gym, Jesse walks up to me as I was working on it and says, hey man, I hear you play flute. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. And so, you know, one thing led to another and we sat down and I started sharing the ideas for the album and, and uh, he was kind enough to get involved and really pushed it along. So, and it's, it's almost done? or, or it, it is done. Cool. Um, I'm waiting for the discs to arrive now. They're being pressed <laughs> as we speak, I hope. <laughs> That's the story. It's always that yeah. way, I think. Yeah. Well, this what I think that this is a, the answer to this is probably uh, um, very deep and would take a long time. But so how did you how did you come to this this spot? I mean, you're you're based in McFarland. You're you're not Native American. You may I don't know. Right. right. Are you? No, I I have no Native blood that I know of. Okay. So I came. I came. Yeah. You want to know how yeah, I came the big to the story? Story, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So. The short story <laughs> is I started with that hand drum. Um, I, I, music for me has always been a way to connect um, to myself, to the, my higher power. And I started with a hand drum and spent a lot of time in quiet with the drum and would, would just sing and, and, and try to get myself into a place where I could get out of myself. And so the hand drum kind of led me to the flute. And that is through another friend that's here tonight uh, that heard a native flute player and said, oh, Dakota, you may ought to get into the flute. And I, and I, oh, yeah, I don't know, it just means too much practice. And, and I really wasn't that into it, but once I heard a native flute, I really, my heart went to it. And I picked one up and I started playing around and I set it back and then after a couple months of doing that, I finally took the plunge. And I really found, I mean, for me, the right instrument. Yeah. You know, it was just a, a great fit. Well, it's remarkable to me too because you, um, I mean, just looking at your your history, you actually haven't been playing this instrument all that long. Yeah, five years. Five. That's just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it's such a deeply soulful instrument too. Yeah. yeah. And you definitely have put your soul into yeah. it. You can hear by your playing. Yeah. Thank you. Since, yeah. Thank I you. felt. Um, I was like looking at a lake <laughs> while I was listening to you, going, "Wow, this is." That's, that's awesome. Well, I, I noticed really too. Nice. I mean, obviously, we're just starting the show, and you know, people are settling in. But then, about halfway through, you realize there's no—it's silent, you know. And this this sound is people's hearts slowing down mm -hmm. and, and breathing slowing yeah. down. Yeah. Is 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 Native American flute? Is it is it mostly about peace and tranquility, or is it does it also? Are there other messages? I imagine there are. Well, there's other messages. Actually, the, the mythology behind this instrument is this instrument was born out of grief, which uh, is, is the next song that I'm going to play is, is in the, the, the hardwiring of, of the human soul is uh, the lover energy that we carry, male and female, is grief. And, and the story, the mythology behind this, this piece of wood with seven holes in it is uh, a warrior not getting the woman that he wanted. His heart was set on her and she loved another. And so he pined away and went out 
to the uh, to the woods to kind of mourn. And um, as he was napping, he heard the wind blowing through a hollow branch in a tree, and it made a whistling sound, and it gave him an idea to, to lament. Yeah. And so the flute, a after he listened to it, he got these ideas that if he put different holes, he could get different pitches, and it was a way he thought that he could use this flute to win her heart back through, 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 through uh, uh, you know, the, the, lament the lamenting kind of sound that, that this flute can put out. But it does have other messages. And, yeah. and uh, one of the quadrants we'll visit tonight is, is the warrior energy that we carry. In, and uh, I think you'll get a good answer to that question with that song. <laughs> But yeah. it's it's yeah it's it's a uh, it's definitely an earthy instrument. It's yeah. not it's not made to play Led Zeppelin. But <laughs> so you played you were in in the Marine Corps band right er, very early on in your music career. Yeah, 17 years old, I enlisted in the Marine Corps band. I always wanted to be in the Marine Corps band. Yeah, I think my dad might have had something to do with it because he's a 20 year man. <laughs> <laughs> what instrument did you play? I played alto sax. Oh. Okay, in the, in the band. So this was not, how, how different is the fingering for this? I know with flute is actually somewhat related. Well, the, yeah, the, the concert flute concert is flute. exactly like um, the uh, saxophone. Yeah. Uh, embouchure is totally different. This is, this is totally different. Uh -huh. This was like, in fact, when I first picked it up, I was thinking I made a big mistake because <laughs> it had no relationship to saxophone. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it sure fits. Oh, it does, yeah. 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 So um, you discovered music in a more mystical way after you came back from your hard times. Mm. <laughs> How did that play out? Well, okay, so this has been a real journey. This, um, uh, I came from a life of addiction. Uh, I spent most of my life battling drugs and alcohol, and uh, I was given a lot, uh, you know, I came to a point in my life where something had to really shift, and and uh, I sold. I had three saxophones, and I used to play in a country rock band back in the '80s. Marshall Tucker was huge, and and uh, I got involved in that, and that just kind of fed my addiction. And I ended up getting kicked out of the band and all that. And uh, so I pretty much closed the door in music, and and thought that I'd probably never ever play again. And that was a bass chapter. But after healing myself. Um, using the drum and, and uh, really kind of fighting, battling those enemies within, I was led to this flute, and this flute was a way that I could reconnect to the great mystery. And, and the more that I let the flute just lead me and not get into my ego about, I want to be able to do this and this and this, because so much of my musical career previous was about accomplishment and look at me and, you know, achievement. And this was more about healing. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, something really different about the whole spirit of my approach to music changed. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't about me anymore. It was more about just trying to be a whole man yeah. and, and, and get to a place where I could enjoy music for, for just what it is, you know. And, and, and this flute has been a real, real agent for that, to, to usher that energy into me. Yeah, it's so. it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It, it, very interesting story. I was raised. Uh, my father was a minister, and I was raised. He was Quaker, but he was also a, a Methodist minister. But anyway, mm -hmm. this this idea of of, of humility, you know, uh, I, I've always very much admired this. You know, the, finding the fine line between uh, confidence and humility. 
Mm. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and it seems like what you're speaking of, could you talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, uh, about this, this confluence of, of religious modes, being, being a Christian mm -hmm. and being into the, the, na the Native American structure and way of thinking. How does that work together for you? Okay, so I go, gotta backpedal a little bit. Um, I always went to the organized religion to find God and somehow it never worked for me. I, I could never really get to that place where I was accepted. And I have this, this staff here, this Axis Mundi, um, the story behind this comes through another, another powerful organization that I'm part of called Mankind Project. And um, that was a mystical meeting too, <laughs> a lot like Jesse. I mean, we were actually working on uh, this fellow and I playing the uh, didgeridoo. I have one, a didgeridoo that I like to fool around with. And, um, and he mentioned this organization to me. And, and when I attended the, uh, the weekend that they hold, it's called a, a, warrior, a warrior, new warrior training. And this, this, these men embrace living consciously um, and about environment. And, and one of the biggest gifts that I've got from them uh, was the opportunity to just be me and to be accepted for what I carry. And so my, my beliefs have shifted a lot. I, and that's why I kind of flavor myself. I, if people say, well, you know, what do you believe? I, I believe in no system of belief. I believe that, you know, God will make it aware to people however they're gonna come to him. And so MKP, the Mankind Project, has helped help me to become uh, strong and confident in, in being able to live a, vi a mission. And they, they helped me develop a mission for my life, and my mission is to create a world of healing and wholeness by living my truth and mastering my life and anchoring myself in the divine. And, and they, were, they were the ones that helped me to really realize that if I had anything to do with my life, what would it be? And that's what it would be. And so with the support of those men uh, in an in a every other week group, we get to meet and we get to push each other. And I consider that, that group as like the stone that I sharpen myself with. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of men that, that have a lot of wisdom in that group and, and they're doing good things in the world and, and uh, they, they, they have a motto that they want to help save the world one man at a time with the mission of helping men find who they really are and come into their whole and their um, true masculinity so that they can find their mission in, the life, in their life and, and, and live free. And, uh, so that's helped me to get to this moment, and that moment leads to other moments and quiet time. And this axis mundi is, is, is a symbol of balance, is a symbol of uh, conduit of standing from the earth and reaching up to Father Sky to connect the earth medicine to the, to the mystical medicine and stand in balance. Mm -hmm. And so this axis mundi has got a real special story that is, includes my wife, um, uh, about eight years ago, I was at the Apostle Islands and I found a stick and I carved it and f put feathers on it and crafted it and, and uh, went to a campfire as meeting and a little girl was looking at it and I knew she wanted it. So I felt like I should give it to her. So I, I gave it to her even though I had spent all day <laughs> stripping the bark, smoothing it out, putting feathers on it, blah, blah, blah. So I gave it to her and seven years later, I was up at the Boundary Waters with my wife, now wife's um, nephews, and they were out bass fishing, and I wanted to explore the island we were on, and I walked around the island, and I found this stick 
that seemed to be, looked like it, it was, you know, a, a walking stick. And I pulled it out of the water and pulled all the moss and stuff off of it. And, uh, and after it dried out, the markings that I had carved on it were there. And so this staff reappeared to me seven years later in a completely, entirely different body of water. And I knew then that the message of that was, was about, you know, not hanging too tight to anything. Let it go. Let God, and it'll come back to you. And uh, that's kind of the story of my wife and I through addiction. I realized that I had to kind of let her go because I had a lot of things to solve. The bear within me needed to be tamed. Mm -hmm. and, and after I did, somehow after 24 years, my wife stuck with me and she's now my wife and she's sitting right there in the front table. So, so that's, that's, that's the power of the great mystery. And, uh, and, I, I, and, and the way that ties into Ma Mankind Project is that that they helped me to get a language for things that happened to me that I couldn't explain. Mm -hmm. And so this, that, this is where I got this term axis moody is mankind projects about the, the balance, the conduit from earth to father sky. So it's a great story, but it's true everywhere. <laughs> well, I, I That's what question. makes it even better. <laughs> um, a lot of different groups have different ways of working with people. Um, having men and women together or men and women separate. And um, I don't think there's anybody saying one is better than the other or whatever, but um, how do you address, or how does your group address the man-woman issue of helping each other or well, as, as, as far as I know, there's not a, a, a like a group protocol. I, 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 my experience with Mankind Project is it's 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 a, about a personal growth and and what a man needs to learn how to embrace for himself so that he does things in a good way. I I can speak for me. I mean, MKP has a sister group that's called Women Within, and. Uh, they, 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 they're pretty much the same thing. They're the female aspect, or, or we're the male aspect of, of the women within, and they're a wonderful group too. In fact, um, I've done a, a, a ton of work with one of the founders of that, of that and, and they're just beautiful, you know. They, yeah. so, so, I mean, they stand side by side. Uh -huh. You know, they embrace each other and they support each other. Yeah, it's still a very interesting thing. I mean, because I remember um, recently, in recent years, there have been um, schools that have decided to go all male and all female, and where it actually seems to be really good for us. Well, I don't know if especially, but from what I've read, being the female here, <laughs> I probably latched on to the idea that it seemed to be really good for girls, for their self-esteem to be not necessarily with boys all the time, so that they could carve their own path. And uh, I'm just curious as to, you know, if that works the same way for adults. Well, um, the, the, okay, so the, I believe that we are hardwired with warrior energy, whether we're male or female, and I also believe, and this is a big shift in my belief system, that, that we are androgynous people, who I think we're 50% each, male and female. 
And, and the warrior within the woman has always been scorned because they, that gives women a bad label as well as patriarchy for men. You know, that's got a lot of blame and that brought us the, the feminist group that, that had a great message in my, in my judgment, had, had a wonderful message. The problem is that the very thing that those women wanted to see go away, they became. And that happens with a lot of these things. And that, that's what, I, what, what I, I'm kind of talking about is this balance of warrior, royal, magician energy, and lover energy. That it, sometimes one can inflate the other. And we, you know, one of the things, like we want the war to go away, and that would be great, but the warrior archetypal energy is not going to go away. It's a part of who we are. It's, it's every culture. What needs to happen, in my judgment, is that we need to learn how to integrate mature warrior energy, how to create boundaries, how to, how to, how to um, differentiate and dualize and find out who the real enemy is. And then, you know, because my belief is there's no enemies out there, they're in here. Whatever's in the, in the, in the macrocosm is in my microcosm. And, and, and so, I, 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 again, I have to lift up MKP, Mankind Project, because without that organization, I would have never been able to study that kind of uh, archetypal energy mm-hmm. through, through, you know, the psychology of Jungian thought, with, which is, you know, um, Robert Moore invented, discovered these archetypes in the cultures, and, and that's made a huge difference in men's growth and, and men doing their personal work. Um, Robert Bly and a lot of these poets back in the early 80s, that's when the Mankind Project got started, and, and it's, it's been a, a force that just keeps perpetuating, and it's worldwide now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, their whole, that's their whole mission, is to teach men how to be whole in their lover energy and their warrior energy. Because most of the warrior energy has always been modeled in, in, a, in a real dysfunctional way, mm-hmm. you know. I, so, I agree, I think so, it's, yeah. It's very interesting, I'm yeah. starting to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of layers. <laughs> so you were talking about this, this, uh, the, the warrior energy, and you mentioned uh, there's some music yeah. that kind of describes this, this way. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, um, now, this, some of these are traditional. Are, are some of these traditional, and some of some of your own? Obviously, the other the yeah, last the, one was not. Right. But there's on on my album, it, there, it's half and half. Okay. Um, but this next one is is one of the songs that I composed, and I call it "Peaceful Warrior." And the first part, well, it has a spoken context on the album, it, and it kind of gives a, a layout and a visualization. Um, and it starts out, imagine yourself a lone warrior standing on the hill and you hear the rumbling of horses and the enemy approaching and they've got lances and bows and you're there by yourself. Because my belief is that's kind of the way it is anyway. It's, it's every man and woman for himself, right? We have to come to a, part, a point in time in our life where we stand firm in our truth. And so it's to help that person get into that warrior energy. And so the first part is slow. So the warrior can differentiate, dualize, and identify what his action's going to be. That's what warrior's all about, is the action. What's my mission? What am I going to do? So uh, by uh, dualize, uh, do you mean like um, thinking from several points of view? Yeah, and then, and then, and then figuring out from here to there. What's, what's going to be my, my action and my purpose? Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. And so the first part that I can't speak because I'm playing, is, is underneath the flute, kind of helping us get there. And then the second part, the music's going to change. It goes faster, and that, that represents the battle metaphorically through the music. Okay. okay. All right?
Dakota, Dakota Wind Dancer. <laughs> Thank you. 
Dakota, you, you've experienced uh, some of the great um, Native American rituals, uh, vision quests, sweat lodge, prayer rituals and such. Um, I thought it was interesting, you, you talked about some of the songs coming to you during the night while you slept. Mm. And it's not the first time we've heard this from musicians and as musicians, you know, we've had that experience too. Uh, maybe it comes from a different place, maybe it comes from the same place. But how, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very powerful. It's yeah, very powerful. It is. It's Waking up in the morning and going, uh, I've got a I better song. record this right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wonderful experience. Do Do you think that, um, you basically more or less self taught in terms of this style of flute playing, or where Where did this come from? Who did you learn from? Were there like I've, some I, major mentors? Well, I, no, I tell you, I think probably in the native circles, I'd probably get looked at sideways. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can I can play traditionally, but I. Prefer not to. <laughs> but you I, have I, these inflections. I, I, to be totally things. frank with you and honest yeah. with you, I, I, I use a little bit of my influence from uh, jazz musicians, sure. you know, in the back in the Marines and afterwards, and 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 I try to blend both, you know, both styles, both knowledge bases, yeah. you know. Um, so and it comes out the way it comes out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I'm sure, you know, I, I was going to say the same thing, this jazz influence, because Jesse is, you know, interpreting the percussion as you, as you go, and I'm, I don't know, you know, you probably have some structures and things that you've worked out, but by and large, it comes across as a cool, uh, very spontaneous thing, is it? Yeah, this has been just an amazing gift. Jesse, like, appearing out of nowhere, and he's never asked for any compensation. He's been so willing to just you know, get together when we can. I mean, he's a, a professional musician and has gone a lot, but he's, he's, I've never had to struggle to get together. Um, you know, he's gracious enough to come tonight. So, I mean, it's just been a real cool yeah. meeting. I mean, you know, it, it, it was anything that we, it, if I would have tried to make this happen, it wouldn't have happened this way. <laughs> it wouldn't have been this easy. <laughs> Mr. Jesse Warmka over here. On, on thank you, thank you. And I, I would like to add that Jesse has really kind of put that that pulse and the heartbeat into into this music. I mean, if 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 if, if it's just the flute, um, I mean, it's amazing how much is missing. Even though it seems like it's just a simple hand drum, I mean, yeah. that's that's the huge difference that this this guy makes for this music. Yeah, absolutely, really, really nice. Um, so. You just have such a fascinating history. I, I just want to go <laughs> we, back we one go on more time. For a long time. Um, you were um, electrocuted mm -hmm. when you were a kid, a teenager. What, uh, how, uh, <laughs> uh, What she means to say is, what happened? Why are you still here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I grew up on a farm, and it was early spring, and uh, the... The pump, the water pump, had was hooked up, of course, to the High Line, and and I and I do remember this like yesterday. It was, a, I mean, my dad inherited his dad's farm, and so everything was in need of repair. And what sheltered the pump, the belts on the pump, was just a piece of tin, mm -hmm. and that had had come loose on one end and started uh, slicing into the to the cord. And so that particular day was very wet, and when I grabbed, it, it must have been into the, into the uh, wire, and when I grabbed the pipe, 
it wouldn't let me go. Oh yeah. And and I mean, I got I remember being thrown to the ground and I was out. And I remember when my dad came to over to me, he was um you know, trying to trying to revive me and stuff, and I could hear him, but I but I couldn't do anything. I, I mean, I I wanted to tell him I, I'm okay, I'm alive, but I, I couldn't. And I remember I remember that it was like I was suspended, and there was it was like there was something between me and him. And 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 I and when I came when I finally did come to, I I knew I knew then. And I mean, I always knew my dad loved me, but I knew how much then. And so that was a really poignant moment, a really powerful moment for me because that was the first time, and you have to understand, my, my father was a, a real hardened Korean War veteran and he never showed emotion. I mean, he, he raised me to never apologize, to never show weakness. I mean, he was a hard-charging man. But I knew from that, from that uh, experience, you know, I knew that he really loved me because he had never been like that tender ever. Yeah. So that was pretty powerful for me. He wasn't like, get up, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping on a job. Yeah. Quit faking it. Yeah. Man up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that. I mean, he, he was concerned about me, and, and you know, and, yeah. and it was, so it was really a golden kind of thing in a way, yeah. you know. That, and, and, and that's another, another aspect of MKP life that I've learned is that the shadow and the, the light of my living, they, they, we both need it. We need both in, in, our, in our life path because if you look into the sun, it's so bright it blinds you, and if you're walking around in darkness, it blinds you. So the only way that balance occurs is through the shadow with both. And, 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 and that, that moment, see, I mean, going back now at this age to look at those, those experiences through my life, I, I'm able to really make sense out of that stuff and realize that all that yuck that I thought was yuck actually gave me a lot of a lot of strength a lot a lot of power and has helped create you know who i am so it's it's just been a a, a really great experience to look at my past experiences with a different lens right. and and i'm excited about that because you know i feel like i'm being born again and i'm alive and i and i can make a difference as long as i keep doing my work and being authentic Right. And that, that language has come from Mankind Project, and you know, there's just not enough I can say because that's kind of an organization where I'm allowed to be who I am. I'm allowed to, I'm accepted for who I am. Nothing men always agree, because we grind. Mm -hmm. You know, we grind our wills, but, but we have a way of doing it in, in, in a powerful and a connected way where we're seen, we're heard, we're respected, even though we might not be agreed with. And that's, I mean, man, if the world had more of that in every organization, you know, my judgment tells me we'd be in a lot better place. Right. It sounds like it's, it's not easy. But yeah. Yeah. So we always kind of joke about like never growing up, but that isn't really what we mean. You know, when we say we don't want to grow up, it means that we don't want to become bastards. Right. Sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, want, we want to Oops. remain kind of happy yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah, yeah. A, cer yeah. a certain type of innocence but without but with wisdom and knowledge perhaps right. yeah right yeah. yeah hey what is in a, do you uh, in, in some other tunes you have we have time for certainly a couple more okay. um what's an example of something if you if, if there's something that you were going to play that's like this that is something that maybe came to you in a in a dream. In a dream oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to change the form now. Or actually, we don't need to. Whatever, whatever you no, want. That's fine with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't bring that flute with me. I should have. Um, okay. People are always fascinated with the big one. Um, so, oh, this one. <laughs> so th this, this song came to me in my sleep. And I remember just, again, like, yesterday, like I know, you see, this is what's cool about getting musicians together, because they're all nuts in their own way, but they get each other, you know? <laughs> uh, this, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and I had this really haunting tune. And um, it, was, it was a song for me that, that represented my lamenting. And it's called This Father Christ Too. And it's got a spoken context. It's on my first album, and it's just a very beautiful piece, but it, it, it's, it is about reclaiming innocence. That's what this song actually ended up being all about. And I remember just grabbing a notebook, and, and, and I started writing, and, and the words never changed. I mean, I didn't have to edit it or change it. It was exactly the way it was supposed to be. And, and uh, this is all about... Um, you know, how, how our Father above must weep at the way men and women conduct their lives toward one another and, and the word that we use, mankind, how man isn't kind to man. Um, and so this song kind of embraces uh, the sadness about that and the grief that the, that the great mystery must feel in that. Sometimes I probably will stick my neck out and say we all feel at one time or another how, uh, you know, we wish things could be different and if only. And that's what this song is about, is that energy of, if only.
We definitely have time time for another tune. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, I, I'm hoping getting the name right, but uh, as a horn player, you might know, is it Paul Horn or Paul Winter? <coughs> Consort, no? Not, not Paul really. Winter. Paul Winter. Uh, I think he had pretty strong Native American influences, but I, but I don't think per se he was necessarily playing or he maybe even studied Native American music. I mean, maybe he did, I don't know, but... Um, Another interesting crossroads, you know. I mean, he's a, he's a jazz player essentially oh, oh, oh. that did that, but really evokes this uh, this feeling of, of what you're doing. It's very, oh. very cool hybrid. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Would you like to play another one? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So th this one embraces the the uh, magician energy within us. I um, this is one I composed called Dance of the Shaman, and uh, the the magician energy that we carry. And the human family is, is, is all about that place where we have to go and ponder and figure it out. And the, the female aspect of that is cooking by taste, and the, the masculine aspect is cooking by recipe. <laughs> so if you want to use a formula or you do not want to use a formula, the magician energy is all about that place where we find the magic of formless and form both, and the land of paradox and also the land of shadow. And that's what this song is all about.
Mr. Dakota Wind Dancer. Interesting. Paradoxically, Renaissance man that's based in uh, very uh, ancient traditions. <laughs> uh, and we didn't get to talk tonight, maybe another time, this would be wonderful, about, about your dancing. You're, you're a, uh, 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 dance instructor, but to find out more about what's going on in his world, uh, the new recording's almost here, Archetypal Journey, and uh, you can go to therightstepdancestudio.com, therightstepdancestudio.com to find out more about a lot of the things we were talking about tonight, and recordings, and music, and dance, and spirituality, and different things. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you very much. And Jesse Warnko as well. We'd like to give our special thanks to Andy LaValle from Bear Sound, our technical producer and recording engineer, Adam Baronic, our front of house engineer, Taylor Ryan, our audio intern, Kyle Austin, our video intern, Alice... Oh, gosh, I'm all backwards. Oh, let's start again. Andy LaValle from Bear Sound, our technical producer and recording engineer, uh, Taylor Ryan, our front of house engineer, audio intern Kyle Austin, our video intern Alice Dusler, our camera operator, Alice Dusler, our camera operator at the Brink Lounge, and WORT 89.9 FM. Thanks for listening. I wrote this in Russian. Thank you all.